Welcome to Screw the Day Job and the Course Creation Crush Podcast. I'm Paul McIntyre. I teach people how to start and grow their business by creating courses online that sell. Today is episode one of our podcast, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Phil McGilvery. He's Mr. Money Skills, and he's going to share with us his expertise in finance for entrepreneurs and make it simple for everyone to understand and implement. Please join us. So welcome today to the Course Creation Crush podcast and videocast. I'm very pleased to welcome uh, Phil McGilvray, who's from a long, long way away from me on a very different time zone. But I'll let Phil introduce himself and explain. So, uh, Phil, would you like to tell us a bit about where you are, <laughs> when you are, a bit of your backstory and, and how you got what you do and how you got where you are today? Yeah, wow, mate. There's a few questions in there. But good day, Paul. Uh, thank you for the, uh, the op- uh, offer to sort of have a chat with you and to share uh, today. Uh, obviously, you can probably tell I'm the other side of the world in Australia, so I think we're what, nine hours difference at the moment? So it's, uh, what, early morning for you and afternoon for me, or evening for me. Um, um, but yeah, I'm Simon Australia. I am a financial coach and consultant um, to entrepreneurs, and uh, I have been helping people with their finances for, oh gosh, the best part of 25 years. Um, since my grandma, who was actually English, um, she lived in Western Supermare down sort of south there, she taught me how to budget using physical glass jars and physical money when I was an 18-year-old. Um, and over the years, it's, it's interesting, you know, I, I started sharing that with some other people and um, teaching them how to budget and manage their money using glass jars and physical money like grandma did. And, and then over the years, I've actually evolved that to be... Um, to, you know, we went to paper budgets and then we went to spreadsheets and then we went to uh, online apps and software and, and all those sorts of things. Um, but I was a financial advisor that led me into financial advising. So I was a financial advisor for uh, quite a few years, um, ultimately became a partner in Australia's leading stockbroker financial planning firm, which um, sounds like an amazing job and it certainly paid really well, but it wasn't. It just wasn't my passion. It was, you know, I felt like a square pig in a round hole, despite the fact I was really good at it. Um, so five years ago, I actually walked away from that career to focus on financial coaching and helping entrepreneurs uh, get their finances right. So that's how I'm where I am today. Great, thank you very much, Phil. Thank you. Um, so I, you know, I know we've got similar audiences, and you help solo entrepreneurs and people who are starting up and and getting established and whatever mm. and i know i know uh, and uh, certainly for, certainly for me and most people that i know when they got started getting their finances in order wasn't their real first priority it was getting customers getting a product put together and all these sort of things mm. getting out and selling so you know why do you think that it's important for solo entrepreneurs to, to really get in control of their finances from day one in their business? Oh, Paul, this is such a good question. Um, the reality is that um, now that we're, when you become an entrepreneur, you're responsible for everything yourself. You know, you suddenly lose that safety blanket that is 
your workplace that has provided you with your income and possibly uh, sick leave and and annual leave or holiday pay and uh, often you know p paying into pension funds and those sorts of things for you you lose all of that security and I think we really feel that when where we take the step into the entrepreneurial world uh, so you know obviously we are now responsible for creating our own financial stability, our own financial security. And so we need to make it a priority to, to actually understand how our finances work so that as quickly as possible, we can get ourselves into a situation where uh, firstly, obviously we're break even, you know, we're starting to make money, um, but then also so that we can start paying ourselves a salary. Uh, and then beyond that salary, we can start channeling those profits into creating financial stability, financial certainty, and then ultimately you know, the lifestyle that we want. And none of that happens. Like I often see entrepreneurs get really stuck in the, and it's because it's the way we sell it in the entrepreneurial world, but get really stuck in the whole, if I just make more sales and more revenue, everything will work out. And I can tell you, as someone who has worked with six, seven, and even eight figure earners, more money isn't the solution if you're not knowing how to manage it to start with. So I'm working with a, a, um, a couple of seven-figure earners at the moment that when they came to me, they were barely keeping five grand a month of all that money that they were earning. The rest of it was just disappearing on teams and advertising and software and you know, you name it, coaches, you name it, it was just disappearing. And we get this real false sense of security when we start to see the revenue flowing in what automatically starts to happen is we, we feel, it's almost like we feel successful before we are, and so we then start spending on all these shiny objects, but we get to the end of the month and we go, well, why have I not got more money than this? So we need to be really, really clever and really, really purposeful from day one about understanding our cash flow, understanding what our expenses are, and getting ourselves to cash flow positive and then profitable as quickly as possible. Um, so that we know that it's going to be, like, so that we know we're not gonna have to go back to the nine to five. Uh, you, you know, I think when, we, when we're constantly running scared and feeling like, you know, one more unexpected expense or it should, you know, uh, something, some unexpected event come our way, like COVID for instance, that could completely unwind our financial situation and put us back to the nine to five. So we wanna take responsibility for that and start building this financial strength and stability as quickly as possible. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. And anything that we can do to stop people having to go back to the nine to five to help them has gotta be a good thing because nobody oh, wants that. Absolutely, mate. And you and I both know that mm. you, you, as an entrepreneur, you are, it's something inside us. I really believe that for most entrepreneurs, we were built with this in, in this sort of inbuilt, I have to create my own thing. I have to do this on my own terms. You know, and we're just not made for the nine to five. And so when we can finally break free of that, it's a huge relief, but we don't really get to relax and enjoy that until we get to cash flow positive. And at that point when we go, oh, finally, now I know that it's permanent. Now I know that I'm never gonna have to go back and answer to the boss. And that's such a powerful thing. And I think you and I, I know that we come at it slightly different directions, but we're so passionate about helping entrepreneurs, helping people yeah. live the life they were meant for. Um, yeah. And so yeah, finance is yeah. super important.
Yeah, cash flow positive is good. Mm, yeah. And for, for anybody who doesn't get that, more coming in than going out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you mentioned about these six and seven and even eight figure entrepreneurs. And mm. for, for a lot of people, it can be quite depressing, I think, when they, they see all these people boasting about how much money they've got coming in and whatever. Yeah. And you and I both know it's not because we've been in this business a while, yeah. but it's not until you dig down and start to find the stories about the reality about these people. But yeah. they're spending so much of it on, like you mentioned, staff, Facebook ads, mm. you know, all types of, yeah. of advertising and outsourcing and coaching mm. um, and ending up with, with very little. And some people turning over, you know, five figures actually have more cash flow positivity than they do yeah 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 can i just share something with you i i put a yeah. post up on my facebook profile once before i literally had a day where i had two clients come in back to back the first person and these were two uh initial it doesn't happen very often but these were two initial calls literally back to back on the same day first client was someone that had a photography business a wedding photography business and they were, you know, we got them all sorted out. They were earning $150,000 a year and they were keeping most of it. And they had this, this business where they absolutely loved what they were doing. It took us a while to get them sort of sorted out. But they had this business where they were, they were loving it. They were only working a certain number of hours. They had all the freedom they want. They had all the money they want. And it was all but on one hundred and fifty grand. And then I had literally the next appointment, this was a new person come in that, that was earning in their business every month over $100,000. And yet they, their life was a complete mess. Their business was a complete mess. Their personal finances were a complete mess. They had a huge amount of debt and, and they just became a slave to their business. And, and I looked at those two and go, it's amazing, you know, it was such a stark contrast and uh, such a clear, um story and how you can get it right or how you can get it so wrong uh and as you and i both you know we're both very interested in making sure that entrepreneurs do it right um, yeah. So, yeah yeah so if we if we were gonna you know if you're gonna advise somebody how to avoid all these pitfalls and being a, a slave to their own business and whatever mm -hmm. how would you advise someone to set their finances up for success right from the start as an entrepreneur and what sort of so key numbers should they be tracking and looking at? Okay. Um, you know, this isn't nearly as hard as everyone thinks. Uh, you know, I think we overcomplicated. I, I wrote a post yesterday about my grandma in Western Superman who taught me how to manage money. And as I was thinking through, I thought, I was so lucky that I learned in a time and age where the internet didn't exist and mobile apps didn't exist and uh, financial software didn't exist. And... She just taught me the basics as it was using glass jars and physical money. And then over the years, I've evolved it to, to, to meet um, or adapt to the technology. But I think the technology has just made life so much harder for us to understand what are still very basic principles. So the thing that I would, um, the first thing that every, every uh, business owner, entrepreneur um, has to do is just get their bank account structure set up right. Such a simple thing, but it makes such a big difference. So what we want is three accounts. Just set up three accounts for your business. And, you know, I, I meet with so many entrepreneurs, it doesn't matter how much they're earning, that are still 
um, sort of uh, mixing up personal and business. And I would say, cut that out straight away um, because it's going to make your life so much easier when you do. And so what I say is you need a, uh, firstly, a, what I call a, oh gosh, I've got a complete blank. <laughs> operating account, how hard is it? An operating account that, and the, the rules to this operating account are very, very simple. All sources of business income must come in to this operating account and all expenses must come out of this operating account. Now, this is really powerful for a couple of reasons. Um, firstly, it means that when we're looking at our bank account, if I was to say to you, Paul, tell me what you earned last month, you could look at one bank statement and you could see exactly what you've earned. And, and you could tell me within two minutes, what did I actually earn this month? Then I wanna be able to say to you, okay, Paul, what were all your expenses last month? And you should be able to look at that one statement and then go, yep, here it all is. And now, what this means is this, this operating account should have what I, I suggest is a debit card attached to it. Now, I know a lot of people love their credit cards because of the points and those sort of things, but when we're starting out in business, we wanna keep things simple. And if we can have a debit card, anything that we put on our debit card, all those subscriptions we've got to Kajabi and whatnot, all of those all turn up on the one statement. So it, the end of each month, all I need to do is I need to go, you know, go into my bank, bank online bank there, um, ask it to um, give me all the transactions for the first of the month to the 31st of the month, then boom, there they are, and then I can download that into a CSV file. I can sort that from highest to lowest in terms of my expenses, and then within two minutes, I can see exactly what all my income was for the month, and I can see exactly what all my expenses were for the month. And all of a sudden, you've got, you start, you're starting to see very clearly where your money's, what, what's come in and what's gone out. When we start to have multiple bank accounts and credit cards and those sorts of things, it gets so messy. And I, I regularly go into uh, people's businesses. Uh, this is what I do as part of my coaching. I go into people's businesses and I help them get their finances sorted. And I always hate it when they say, well, I've got these five credit cards, especially the Americans. Now, no, no offense against Americans, but you guys love your credit cards because you get all these points and all this sort of thing going on. And so you have all these credit cards for different things. And so there's some expenses on that one, some expenses on that one, some expenses on that bank account over there. And then it's so hard to get clarity on where you really stand as a business. So that's where I say, bring it all back, compress it into one bank account. Yes, later on we can add a credit card to it if we have to, but bring it all back to one account, comes in, all income comes into that one account, all expenses, your direct debits, your periodic payments, your transfers, money you spend on your debit card, all come out of that, and so we can clearly see exactly what's going on. And then you need a tax account. You must separate your tax. From day one, you need to learn how to identify, well, this is my income, take away my expenses, what is left as my taxable income, and then a percentage of that, might be 10%, 15%, depending on where you're at, you can pop that aside into your tax account and leave it alone. So many entrepreneurs get themselves into trouble because they go, oh, I'll deal with that later, I'll deal with that later, I'll deal with that later, and before they know it, they've got to the end of the financial year. If, they, if they're lucky, they've made money that year, and then they find they've got tax to owe. Um, and then that's just another expense that you've got to factor in. Um, and then the third account is uh, you need a reserves account. The smartest thing that you can do as an entrepreneur is start to build your reserves up as quickly as possible because 
This is going to help buffer you against the unexpected. It's going to help you to buffer you against a fluctuating income, which we all know happens. Um, and having three to six months worth of your salary and your expenses set aside in a reserve ultimately is going to give you the financial stability that eight out of 10 entrepreneurs never ever have. So that's super important. Um, is that making sense so far? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So just those three accounts, um, I can talk a little bit more about the numbers if you want to in terms of what numbers you need to look at, but do we have time for that? We've got time, yeah. Yeah, okay. So when, um, when we get to the end of each month, now I have a spreadsheet for this, I'm happy to share it with anyone if they wanted to reach out to me, but I've got a very basic spreadsheet that I actually use. Now, um, on this spreadsheet, so sorry, the last day of each month, or not the last day, once we get past the last day of each month, I, I download just what I said to you before. I identify what all my transactions were for the month in my, in my, on my online banking there. I download a CSV file of those transactions. I sort it from highest to lowest. And then in my spreadsheet, the first lot of lines is what was my income for the month. And I've got that divided up into what was transferred in, what was PayPal, what was Stripe. So those are my three sources of, of income come in there and I put them at the top and I can clearly see what was my income or my revenue for this month. Now, so often as entrepreneurs, we get really excited about our revenue. Woohoo, look at how much I made. But we've got, to, we've got to go, okay, that was my revenue. Second line is, what did I pay myself as a salary? And hopefully we're gonna talk about this in a minute. What did I pay myself as a salary? The third thing then is we need to go through line by line and enter, well, what were my expenses for the month in my, so looking at your CSV file on, on one screen there, and then I want you to enter your expenses that you had. So there's my Kajabi subscription, you know, $147. And there's my, my Acuity uh, software. And, and there's my email software, blah, 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 blah. Enter it all in. Now, the reason I manually get people to do this because it's real when you do that. Yes, we can get um, QuickBooks or we can get Myob or we can get Zero, but what those software packages do is they sanitize all of your numbers into accounting speak, and then you can look at it and go, oh, training and education. Hmm, I can't actually remember what's in that category. I can't actually remember what those expenses are. It means a lot more to us when we go, oh yeah, that's right, I bought this coaching package and then this coaching package and then this coaching package and then this coaching package and no way in the world am I going to be able to use all of these, but I've bought them all this month. And so when we actually go through and we can clearly see what they all are, and importantly, when we get to the bottom line and we add up all those expenses and go, oh my gosh, you know, I had $10,000 coming, but I've just spent $9,000 on, on expenses within my business, that's no good. And so when we can see that, so. We need to go, what was my income? What was my, what have I paid myself as a salary? What were all my expenses for the month? We need to know them all one at a time. And a lot of them are gonna be recurring, so it's not gonna be hard work to sort of pop them in there. And then at the bottom, we can clearly see what were all, total of my expenses, what was my gross profit? So gross profit is your income minus your expenses before you've paid tax. We can see what's left there, and then it's very easy for us to go, okay, well that's my taxable income. What is my tax rate? Let's say it's 20%, 20% times that $1,000, I need to put $200 aside into my tax account. And we need to do that to today. Now, I know a lot of, account, if you, a lot of accountants would be, would be, you know, just quietly vomited at me, me saying that, you know, that, hang on, that, that's, it's much more complicated from that. And that's half the problem is that we try and overcomplicate these things. It's not really that hard. 
income minus your expenses, that leaves you with your gross, your gross profit, times that by whatever the tax rate, stick it in your tax account, forget about it until tax time, and if you put more aside, fantastic. You, you've got a bit of extra money. And then the last thing we, we want to have a look at, we can see after that is profit. That's the fifth thing, what was my profit? And then that is a number that we need to worry about. Forget your revenue, you know, by the time, you know, that, that means nothing. What really matters at the end of the month is what was my profit at, on the last day of the month. And, and we want to see that growing. And, and it might be when you're starting out and you need to do this from the start. I had a few years there where I was in lost territory. Lost, 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 lost. But hang on, the loss is getting smaller. I'm obviously doing something right. And then you get to cash flow positive. Woohoo! You know, I've made some money. And then we start to see your profit growing and growing and growing. That's what you want to be able to see. You want to track that every single month. That is the most important number. So five numbers. What was my income or my revenue? What did I pay myself as a salary? What were all my expenses this month? What is, uh, what do I need to put aside for tax? And ultimately, what was my profit? Just five numbers that you need to track every month and it takes me less than half an hour to put those numbers together every single month. So I've got complete, uh, a complete vision on the health of my business. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, that's so refreshing to hear that you you know, try and help people. If you can help people change their mindset that they're focusing on profit rather than sales or in, or revenue or turnover or whatever you want to call that figure. Yeah. Because, you know, as an ex-accountant, I've always said that sales is vanity and profit is sanity. Absolutely. Um, Actually, I don't know if you can see it, Paul. Um, I, I often wear this. Can you see, see this T-shirt? Yeah, lovely. Yeah. yeah, so good. So true. My favorite saying, profit beats revenue every day. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, that's great. Thank you for clarifying all that. There, come, there comes a time, I guess, when people, um, as well as earning revenue and tracking their expenses so they know their profit, hopefully there's a bit left as profit, yeah. and they might want to pay themselves. Yes. Uh, occasionally or regularly. So what is the best way that entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneurs, can pay themselves? Is it a regular salary or is it, um, you know, dividends or what? What's the best way? Um, well, can I start, can I go back to something you just said, that, you know, eventually we start paying ourselves a salary. It's the eventually that's the biggest problem uh, because so often what happens is we're yeah. waiting for that magic day where we feel like we've got enough money to start paying ourselves a salary. But for most entrepreneurs, that never comes. That's why eight out of, eight out of 10 entrepreneurs ultimately fail. Um, and so what you actually need to do is build paying yourself a salary into uh, your business as quickly as possible. Because I don't know if you've ever uh, read Mike Michalowicz's book, Profit First. It's a fantastic book and I'm a bit dirty with the fact that he wrote it and not me because it's based on principles we all know, but he's just been the first one to put it out there. Um, but he talks in there, he says, like, our business is like a tube of toothpaste. He says, you know, when we've got a big, full tube of toothpaste, it's nice and new, we take the lid off and we put this big dollop on our toothbrush, we put it under the tap, we turn the, the faucet or the tap on, whichever you call, um, and, and then, you know, it, the force of the water blows the toothpaste off and it goes down the drain and we go, oh, well, I've got more, so we put some more on. And then we put it on and we were brushing our teeth and there's froth going everywhere. Um, and he says that, um, you know, we're very liberal with it. 
But then what happens is uh, we get to the point where our, our toothpaste is starting to run out and so we're there trying to use our toothbrush handle to scrape out as much toothpaste as possible. We end up with this little dollop on the end, but it's enough and we're happy with it and we make do. And he said, that's very much like our finances and our business. He said, the more we've got just sitting there in our bank account, the more likely we are to waste it. And so lots of entrepreneurs go, well, no, I'm going to build my business up, going to build my business up, and then I'm going to take, take uh, profit. But we're actually better off going, no, 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 no. Identify what your core business costs are to start with. Your core business costs. So these are the costs that I, I absolutely have to have to keep my business running to make, the, make my income turnover. Um, meet that first. And so for most entrepreneurs, that's not a lot. It might be 1000 or $2,000 a month. As soon as you start making more than those core costs, you should start paying yourself a salary. Now, the second number you should know is, well, what do I need to pay myself so that I can get to that point? When I get to that point, I know I'm not heading back to the nine to five. What is that amount that I need to pay my, my to keep my family going? Um, you know, it might be $3,000, it might be $4,000, but what is it? Know that number. Because it's amazing, when we know the number we're working towards, it's so much more tangible and so much easier to actually achieve. So what we want is know what your, your business costs are, know exactly what they are. As your revenue starts to come in, once those, those core costs that are required to keep your business running are covered, then you start paying yourself a salary. It might only be $100 to start with, but you're setting the attention to say, this business is here to serve me and not the other way around. So I need to start taking a salary as quickly as I can. So we have $1,000 and then what we want to do, oh, sorry, $100 and then it might go to $200 and then $300. And you wanna keep your core expenses, um, you know, obviously trim, don't spend on anything else until you get your salary to the point where it's covering your core expenses at home. And you can now go, okay, great. I now know that I've got enough coming in, I'm covering all my expenses, and then once you start to earn over and above that, let's say you know it's 2,000 for your core business expenses, it's $4,000 for our salary, once we're earning more than that $6,000 a month, then we can start to go, okay, next step from here is now I can start to build my reserves within my business, but also, once I've got my reserves in place, then I can start to grow and scale. We need to do it in that order, but you need to make sure that before you're starting to grow your business and throwing more money at all these U-Butte things you can do, you need to make it a priority to start paying yourself a salary, even if it's just small to start with. Build it up, build it up, build it up until you've got your core family costs covered, and then you can start looking at growing and scaling the business. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's great advice for for helping you to keep your... You know, keep your business on track, keep it sustainable, and keep you yourself and and whoever it is—the dog, the cat, the wife, the kids—all fed. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, all the things yeah. that you need to do, as well as you know, because we all need to pay ourselves yeah. something. We all need yeah. something to live. And although so many people say they don't do it for the money, although I'd never say do it as the have have making money as the main objective of being a solopreneur do it because you want to help other people and you want to make a difference and you don't want the nine to five and all the all the crap that comes with that but you do have to get your finances in order so i think what you've what you've covered has really given a lot of 
great advice to people starting out and probably to a lot of people who have been doing this for a while and really haven't got their their finances and uh, and business and personal finances organized yeah and i think yeah. i think they could learn a lot from from listening to you yeah mate this is most entrepreneurs and this is the thing this is why you know sadly eight out of ten eventually go bust and have to go back to back to their job you know it's because they don't do this to start with the reality is if you're not able to pay yourself a salary you don't have a viable business um and and that's that's just it's hard but that's the reality so it's interesting when you start to get your mindset right that focus that we we're talking about focus on your profit not your revenue uh, you know, focusing on profit helps you ask all the right questions about, well, can I reduce my expenses? Where can I increase my income, you know, with relatively small increases in expenses? You know, it, you ask all the right questions when you focus on the right things. And so that's, that's also paying yourself a salary. When you make that a priority to pay yourself a salary and to increase that salary until you get to that level of, I've got everything covered, um, until you get there, you, you still sort of, just hopeful that this is all going to work out yeah yeah indeed well phil that's that's excellent advice that's really excellent advice and uh i think there's a lot of value for a lot of people in there so thank you very much for sharing all that and I th i'm sure you'll be able to help a lot of people you mentioned uh, earlier on about a spreadsheet yeah. Um, so, yeah. so if you know if people want to get hold of you, would like a copy of your spreadsheet, or want to see how you can help them, um, you know, how can they get in touch with you? Um, I have, or basically just through Facebook. If you look up Phil McGilvray, um, you'll find me there on on Facebook. I have a Facebook group which. I've never been much of a Facebook person, but I've got into it over the last few few years, and I've just started up a Facebook group not so long ago. So, um, financially fit entrepreneur. So, if you look that up, financially fit entrepreneur, there's a group there um, which is free to join, uh, where I'm sort of just trying to. This is where I'm trying to help entrepreneurs, you know, get financially successful so that it can be uh, sustainable for them, and they can go on and use their gifts to change the world in whatever way they they feel they need to. Brilliant. And they can come on Facebook, add you as a friend and, yep. and get hold of you in Messenger. Absolutely. 100%. Fabulous. That's brilliant. Well, that's been really useful and I think it's been useful for me as well. I need to get myself sorted out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so thank, thank you very much. It's, uh, uh, I don't know if you've had your dinner yet, but it's probably time to, time to go and spend time with, with the family and whatever. Uh, yeah, mate, it is. Things, it so. is. I've, uh, I've, uh, we've had dinner, uh, so that's happened. But yeah, relax time now to wind down before bedtime. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you ever so much, Phil. And uh, I'm sure if anybody wants to get, get in touch, I'm sure you know plenty will. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing all your experience and knowledge and helping people. So thank you very much. Oh, Paul, thanks for the opportunity, mate. No, I, I just love the fact that we're, we're friends and that, uh, yeah, that we can connect. We've got different skill sets, but uh, it, it's so exciting just to trade stories and share where we're up to. So, yeah, thanks, mate. It's good fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All the best. You Cheers, too, Phil. Mate. See ya. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly did. And I hope to see you very soon again on the Course Creation Crush podcast.